I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that I figured why we fool around so little and we keep track of time being so serious idiots hi 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 and welcome back to roller coasting i'm your host megano and this is officially the first ever episode Woo-hoo! i did record the wee trailer last week and that's already up but that was a trailer that was like a tester no a taster not a tester well it is a tester as well it was a taster and i was just letting you know what to expect whereas this is the nitty-gritty bish bash bosh let's get down to business um so i was thinking what do i make the first episode because like I mean, there's a lot of pressure on this. If this is shit, you just won't be back. So I need to make a good first impression. I need to bring you back for next week. So I was like, do we go in deep? Do we keep it fun and lighthearted? Like, where does one start with this? And after much deliberation, is that the word? I don't know, that literally came out of nowhere. Um, after a lot of thinking, I decided I'm going to do life story. And... No, I'm not like some sort of celebrity, uh, you know, I'm not like some sort of president. My life's maybe not that exciting, but I do have a life story. We all have life stories. We're all here and we all have a story to tell. And you're going to hear mine today. Um, maybe not at all, because obviously I've been here for 23 years, which is quite a lot of time. And I'm not going to, you know, keep you here all day. We've all got lives to live. But I'm going to tell you what I think is like important for me to share with you. And hopefully you're going to feel like you know me. You're going to feel like we're besties. And you're going to be like, I'm going to need to check in with her every week. Because this is fantastic. We'll start with me literally making my entrance into the world. Coming out of that womb of Kate Welsh's and that was on the 24th of May 1998 which makes me a Gemini. Story about being a Gemini, I have the words Gemini tattooed above my, I'm so bad with my left and right, right, my right hand side left, Um, above my left elbow and people were always like that, no way Gemini twins or you're such a Gemini, like me and your Sagittarius earth sign, moon fire signs are so compatible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, I am a phony, right? So 
I wanted a tattoo above my elbow and I didn't really have much inspo at the time. And I seen Gemini, someone had Gemini on Pinterest. And I was like, I'm a Gemini, but I don't really know much about it. So for the two weeks leading up to my tattoo appointment, I read my horoscope every single day and I was like, yeah, such a, um, what's that word? What's that, what do you call that? Not religious, uh, moon lover, I don't know. Um, yep, no idea. Uh, I was like, yes, I'm so into this. And then I got a tattoo and I can honestly tell you I've not read my horoscope ever since. I'm a total an utter phony but people do actually say to me you are like such a Gemini but people who are into that and genuinely know a lot about it they say I am a Gemini and I'm like well I bloody hope I am because it is marked on my arm for life I was born at 8.17am in the morning and I genuinely believe this is why I'm a morning person like my whole life I just bounce out of bed like don't get me wrong when my alarm goes off I'm like ugh but like I'm a morning person like it's morning right now and I'm recording this like I'm productive in the mornings I enjoy the morning I'm like let's get up and ready to rumble Um, and I think that's because the first time I ever ever opened my eyes was in the morning it was quarter past eight in the morning and if you were also born in the morning but you're not a morning person then that's kind of weird and I don't really have an answer to that but yeah like I'm literally incapable of having a long lie like I just my body clock I just got up early in the morning and the on, honestly the only time I can pass sleep past like 9am is if I've had like a hard heavy night out like other than that my eyes are up and I'm ready to rock but I love it like that like I love being a morning person I feel like you get so much done and you've got more hours in the day just to get up and enjoy life you know what I'm saying so I was born weighing a whopping amount of nine pounds eight and I was 21 and she's long. My dad says I'm one of the longest babies there's ever been. I don't really know where he got that fact from, but I'm going to take it and I'm definitely going to run with it. Um, and that must be why I'm so tall. That is the only conclusion. Like I am, I think I'm either five foot seven or five foot eight. Um, I'm pretty tall. I'm definitely above average. So I think that must be why like, I came out the baby tall AF and uh, sorry I came out the womb tall AF and it's just stayed that way to be honest because when people hear that I was nine pound eight they're like oh you must have been like you know a big bruiser but my dad said no he said I was dead slim and skinny I was just really long um so yeah that's that's definitely never left whenever my mum talks about me as a baby she loves to remind me that I was awful um, she said I cried 24-7 and I think I remember saying she didn't get a good night's sleep until I was three years old. Um, not much changed, to be honest. I still cry constantly. Like, I am the most emotional person you're ever going to meet. Like, I just, it just, the smallest thing makes me cry. Even if it's something happy, I just always resort to tears. So basically, I've always been a drama queen um, ever since the day I was born. But see, to be fair, when I was young, I always had things wrong with me. Never anything too serious, but like it was such a sin. Do you know I had baby acne? Like, is that is that a thing? Like, do other babies suffer from acne, or was I a lone ranger in that one? And I, I still like I'm still the same. Like, I've never got anything touched wood that's like genuinely seriously wrong with me, but. I've, there's always something like I've got IBS I've got Raynaud's disease and normally it's only old people that get Raynaud's disease like Raynaud's disease is when you're cold like your blood doesn't pump to like the edges of your body so like or the tips of your body so like my fingertips my toes my nose they just all go numb and white and like they look like like what a dead person's hands would look like um 
I've got an iron deficiency. Like, I've just got all these wee small inconvenient things wrong with me, but they cause me great upset, to be honest. I'd much rather not have them. And that's that's what I was like when I was a wee baby. Um, but yeah, also just a wee drama queen, to be honest. So I said to my dad last night, I was like, Dad, is there any like funny stories and or funny things I'd done when I was young that you can tell me about this podcast? And he's like, aye, aye, I'll have a think. Um, when you needed it for, I was like, um, eight in the morning, please. And this was about 12. And he was like, right, well, no. But he did say the one thing, and obviously I remember this as well, is I was always naked. Like, I was so in touch with nature, like, you know, feet to the ground, feet, bare feet to the bare ground, loved nature, did not believe in clothes. However, I did always have a baseball hat on and it had to be backwards, like a baseball cap. So butt naked, no pants, no nothing. She is a free spirit, but she did always have a wee um, baseball cap on back to front. And whenever we watch like home videos or anything, I'm always running about naked, quite PG. And I'd go and look in the mirror and I'd just stare at myself and I was like in complete admiration. Like, I was just looking thinking... You are fantastic. You are in some shape for a one-year-old. You're looking great, though. Um, so, yeah, always naked. Must admit, definitely grown out of that. I'm not a naked person anymore. Like, that, no, no. Like, seeing people go on naked attraction. Do you know how many times I've been DM'd to go on that? And obviously, I have a boyfriend, so not going to work. But even if I was single, no. Like, that is my that is my worst nightmare. Being butt naked for everyone to see. Oh, no. Oh, God. It gives me the absolute heebie-jeebies. That's just, uh, it's just not me at all. Um, if Naked Attraction contacted me, you know, anything until the age of probably about five, then I'd have been right there. But not anymore, to be honest. So I was my mum and dad's first baby. And with that came a little trial and error. So I hear. But I mean, that would be the same with, with anyone. Like my mum and dad said, when they got home from the hospital, they just like sat me on the carpet and they were like, um... Right, what do we do with this thing now? Uh, so yeah, I was like an only child, I suppose, until I was three. And then came along Paul. And Paul's my brother. And if you think I was a big baby, Paul, when he was born, was £10.8. And unlike me, he wasn't long. He was just... Chubby. Very, very chubby. And my mum, my poor mum delivered both me and Paul naturally and apparently she was an absolute trooper. Like, no screaming, no shouting, no dramatics, just popped these big heavy lumps out of her. And my mum loves to tell me that if I ever have one baby, I'll never have another because I am a wimp. I'm such a wimp. Like, so if I'm a wimp, I don't have a pain tolerance. Like, it's not my fault that I feel pain really badly when clearly other people don't if people aren't screaming they're clearly not in that much pain I just personally don't have a pain tolerance and it's an absolute sin so I'm obviously going to express when I'm in pain like who wouldn't I obviously don't remember much of what life was like back then because that was 20 years ago I can barely remember yesterday never mind two decades ago um but my mum and dad always do say like I was the best big sister and when we watch like home videos I'm always like oh my god you are a wee sweetheart I loved doing everything for, for Paul like I really took him under my wing and Paul like I don't know if it's because he was so chubby like in home videos you look at him and I swear the boy's not even got an neck he's literally like shoulders and a head he's like the wee Michelin man um but I just loved doing stuff for him and we were like that like we, we were dead close and we always played together. Obviously, we, we fought like every brother and sister and Paul was really into WWE wrestling, so I feel like that was not so great for young Megano. I was definitely chucked about the house quite a lot. Um, and then when we were like teenagers, I was like, oh, 
was not into him at all. Like we just didn't get on like as brother and sisters do. But we're so close now. I love it. I think lockdown really brought us closer. Um, but no, he's dead sound, and we we do actually spend a lot of time together. And I would die for him to be honest, my wee bro. I wonder if he's listening to this. He did. Sh- you see when I um like put up the Instagram for this, he did share it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna cry. That's amazing. That's so cute. My brother supporting me like that. So I know it's probably quite hard to believe, but I was such a shy wee thing growing up. Um, but I did, I did love an audience and attention, and I just don't think that has ever ever changed. So I'd always grab a chair from the dinner table, and then I'd stand on it, and I'd perform my mum and dad, and I had this like wee blow up guitar. And then in later years, when we were like teenagers, and like if my mum and dad were like at work or I don't know what they were up to, I'd honestly force Paul to sit and listen to me sing and I was like give me honest feedback like I'm taking my singing career like so serious and I honestly like I don't think people understand when I tell you I was convinced that I was going to win the X Factor one day like I'd even practice what I was going to say to Simon Cowell like this honestly I know I'm tone deaf like I have later discovered that but I was like that I, I have the charisma like I've got stage presence I thought I had the voice like I really had things all planned out so yeah I'd, I'd honestly make Paul sit and listen to me like I'm talking I was I was about 14 15 and I'd force him to listen to me and like give me constructive feedback to be honest it was never that harsh um he definitely he definitely led me on thinking I could sing and embarrassingly, I actually done music in school when I was in fifth year, which makes me 16, I believe, 16, 17. I done music and one, you like, you'd pick two instruments, right? So one was guitar and one was voice. So I would get up in front of my class of all these 16, 17 year olds and sing at the piano. And what was my song again? I think one was, it was either 18 by Ed Sheeran or that song from The Little Mermaid. But I was like, they say she's in the class 18. And I honestly got so into it and I thought, I am phenomenal. And at the time I had this boy, I was like kind of seen and I used to always gloat to him like, yeah, like I do music and like, yeah, I'm singing A-team. And thank God I was like really too shy around him that I did not give him a demo because that would have been absolutely mortifying. Primary school and like those kind of ages, like I'd say from about seven to like 11-ish was a bit of an odd time for me. I was like super, super shy. And I remember feeling like quite like isolated and I'm not meaning that in like a pure sympathy way because I'm absolutely fine now. But I was like dead into cuddly toys and I loved playing Club Penguin. Please, please tell me there's other Club Penguin stands out there. Like, I mean, I was obsessed and my dad would actually occasionally let me buy a puffle and they were like five pound or something um but yeah I feel like I took like a really long time to grow up and like that's not a bad thing at all like enjoy your childhood while you are a child because life's too short but I do think it made it a wee bit harder for me to make new friends because I was just like quite immature I suppose um I did have one like consistent friend um we were so so close like I absolutely loved her to bits and we spent like all our time together and we were just so similar like we loved doing stuff like collecting kinder egg toys and putting them all on our shelves in our room and we were just obsessed over the Jonas Brothers like we were so alike in the like we kind of 
weird things that we enjoyed and I just felt like I didn't really need anyone else because I was like we're so similar we spend all our time together so I didn't like feel the need to like talk to other people in school and make new friends like I was really like happy with my wee setup um and and that was fine the kind of I suppose sadder part of primary school for me was I was really badly bullied by two girls the full seven years of primary school and beyond and I won't talk about it too much because I think I'll definitely save that for its own separate episode when me and you are a wee bit closer and I feel a wee bit braver talking about it um but it definitely affected me a lot and that probably had a lot to do with me being so shy and feeling a bit isolated and I remember when things got like really bad and I'm talking the police were involved I remember like sobbing and literally saying like out loud to myself in my bedroom I was like why am I such a weirdo and I felt like so odd and so stupid and so strange because I genuinely never witnessed anyone else in school like ever being treated the way I was um and that that is so sad when I think back to that I think there was nothing wrong with you and you weren't a weirdo sometimes you just come across really shit people in life but I, I honestly remember those feelings so well like they still feel so fresh even though it was literally like 10 years ago now it's it's mad secondary school was so much better for Megano you'll be glad to hear um although I've done a lot of like trying to fit in but honestly I think everyone did like secondary school is quite an odd time like I was really just focused on trying to be like popular and trying to have lots of friends because that's obviously something that I didn't really have in primary school and again I don't want to talk too much about school in this episode I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because I feel like there's so many school stories that I want to do a full episode on it. Um, like some really funny ones and stuff. So I won't say too much about school, but I definitely did find my confidence in high school. I made like so many new friends. The bullying came to a halt and I definitely came like completely out my shell. And I, I enjoyed high school a lot, which is so lucky because I know some people have like a really, really tough time. And like now that I'm older, you look back and you remember like the things people said and people that got picked on and you think, God, that was absolutely brutal. But at the time, like I really enjoyed high school. Um, but, and it definitely taught me a lot. I feel like, friends that I thought I had for life and friends that I spent so much time with they they some of them you know they've done me dirty and they are literally not in my life whatsoever now I couldn't tell you what they're doing or anything and it is so mad and obviously like you have like boy trouble and stuff in school I feel like I learned a lot in school but overall like I had like such a good experience um and I'm dead I'm dead grateful for that 
So leaving school and starting like adult life, honestly, is such a movie. Like, I think I should make a movie out of this stuff. It's been, it's been an absolute journey to say the least. I've always been like really driven and I've always known that I needed to work and I've been like really focused on making money like the minute I turned 16 I got my first part-time job like I just knew I needed money and I wanted money I wanted to be able to buy my stuff I wanted to be like independent but I do think like I tried to grow up far too quick like the minute I left school I think about a month maybe a month or two later I started my full-time job and that's fine like so many people do that um but the job I got was like far too old and far too serious for like someone so young so I got a Monday to Friday job and I had Callum by this point so I feel like I kind of disappeared for a while like I didn't go on many nights out and I certainly didn't see my friends anywhere near as much as I do right now and that that's like so important to me um so I'm a wee bit annoyed I've done that to be honest missed out on a probably a year or two of some really good memories um so that's when I worked in BT it's a call center um I have yapped on about this a lot on YouTube and stuff but if this is your first encounter with me then I'll tell you um it was like an apprenticeship at a call center for business customers and basically if you've ever worked in a call center you'll know exactly what I'm talking about like the public are so mean a lot of the managers are just shit like it's just oh such an awful environment and um long story cut short I ended up being like really down and because because of just because of the job but it did completely take over my life and again I'll do like a dedicated work episode because I have so many funny work stories I've had so many jobs for someone so young um so I will do a full episode on that for sure but for BT in particular I in the long run did really suffer with anxiety for a good solid year um maybe more I felt like a complete and utter failure like I remember I'd sit on the train to work just in floods of tears I'd always have tissues on me just crying and I was thinking about like my day of total misery ahead that I just sit completely dreading my day and how I just felt so stupid for not going to uni like everyone else I was like well this is what you get like you should have went to uni you should have went and studied something instead you're just stuck in this job forever and that's all your fault and eventually it got so hard to get out of bed in the morning and earlier on I said I was a morning person but it wasn't because I was tired it was because I was dreading my day so so much like life just became such a misery to me and like it sounds mad when you're just talking about a job but anyone who's ever been in that position I'm sure will understand it really can take over your life and obviously you spend literally the majority of your time at work so if it's somewhere that genuinely makes you so so sad it's just it's just a complete and utter misery I feel like at that time through no fault of my own to be honest because obviously I was like suffering a bit with anxiety and I hope I don't offend anyone by saying that I wasn't like obviously the worst case scenario but just because you're not the worst doesn't mean that you didn't suffer as well but I feel like at that point I was the worst version of myself I was so moody I was so angry all the time and I genuinely started to feel like everyone hates me like I'm no fun at all and I know that so everyone's going to think I'm boring nobody's going to want to spend time with me like everyone's just going to think I'm I'm terrible and when I think back to that time I honestly don't see that as myself at all like I'm so so lucky right now with life and the life I'm living I genuinely feel on cloud nine like all the time so I almost like can't remember or can't imagine 
what what I felt like during that time and it is weird because I, I can and obviously I'm telling you about it but like I can't picture going through that again I genuinely don't know how I'd cope and I don't know how I put up with it for so long so I kind of eventually like anyone reached breaking point with that job and it got to the point where I was like I physically cannot get in my car and go there like I just can't do it so I remember I went and spoke to doctors who actually were really really helpful and they gave me a sick line and they agreed like okay like it does seem you are suffering a wee bit with anxiety so take as long as you need off so I must have been off work for like between a month and two months I think probably about six weeks and with that time off I just worked my worked my arse off to find a new job so I found a new job at a men's clothing company and it was such like a big wage drop like when I worked at BT I was making decent money for someone my age um, and this job was like such a big wage drop but I felt like they seen like so much potential in me and I thought right I'm going to work my way up like it's in fashion I was starting to get interested in social media at this point so I thought amazing like this is going to work so well for me I'm going to be so so happy and as time went on unfortunately that wasn't the case and old feelings did start to come back and never as bad because I wasn't miserable like I could go to work easily and there was lots of nice people and stuff there so like my days were not miserable at all but I did feel completely and utterly useless and I wondered like how am I actually going to get through life making such shit money and I'm not I don't have any job satisfaction so I started to feel again like there you are big Megan the failure once again some time passed and it was apparent that I was not going anywhere in that company and it it was my job or leave basically was my only two options um so yeah started feeling a bit of shit and then fast forward and lockdown hit and I was never furloughed which I was absolutely gutted about I was choking for some furlough that literally every single one of my friends were on furlough and I was like why am I still going to work um but obviously I did have a lot more free time because you weren't allowed to go anywhere else you weren't allowed to see anyone so I spent a lot of time and I thought right I really need something to do because I used to struggle a lot with my own company um like I was very like needy like I always needed Callum to be around me or I needed to be with my friends like being on my own was just like I just really didn't like it at all and so I thought right I really need to do something here or this is going to be like an awful time for me and it still was like I still hated lockdown in every sense but I started to really work on my Instagram and YouTube just as a hobby and literally just as something to do like I'd speak all day on my stories because it made me feel like I was speaking to someone um but that, that definitely kept me going and suddenly my profile like started growing a wee bit and I was literally getting all these lovely messages and people were saying like you're keeping me going like you're keeping me feeling happy during like such a hard time and I something like flipped and I started thinking like so much better of myself and I was like do you know what maybe I'm not like a complete and utter failure I feel like because obviously I was spending so much time on my own I don't know if this is going to make sense it's probably going to sound so cringy but I feel like I definitely got to know myself better if that makes sense and like I 100% built a better relationship with my own mind and my own head instead of constantly like telling myself I was rubbish and feeling like so little about myself I honestly started to develop this kind of like appreciation I was like go you doll like you're actually doing something good and I felt good for it so heading into 2021 this year obviously I decided right it's time to take a risk and I honestly don't take risks like see when it comes to like work and money and stuff like I'm an actual shite bag I'm like no 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 no. Like, any, the thought of being self-employed back then was like no 
no I used to always say that I was like I just want an office job with like an all right salary like job security like this was like so scary to me but I decided like enough's enough so I went part-time um I definitely couldn't just leave my job because when I tell you I was making no money like the fact I even went part-time was very very brave but it was 100% the right thing to do like I needed to take that risk for it to pay off because on my two days off I had all this time to put all my effort into Instagram and YouTube and I'd see Molly and I like worked 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 and it was motivating because I knew if I didn't put in the effort then I wasn't going to get I wasn't going to get jobs and then I'd be skint because I was only on a part-time wage um but it did pay off and I started to get more followers and I started to get more money and eventually I only ended up working part-time for five months and then I packed it in I was like that see ya bon voyage I'm off skis to do this full-time most people probably wouldn't understand what leaving my job meant to me. And that's fine. Like, why would you? But I actually can't explain. Like, when I handed in my notice, at this, like, feeling, like, came through my full body. And I was, like, elated. Is that is that when you're, like, super happy? I think so. Um, I, I finally felt so, so proud of myself. And I realised I don't think I've ever really felt that before. Like... I've never graduated from uni. I've never done like pure amazing in school. Like I hadn't really accomplished anything like that great before. So I feel like this was probably the first time I genuinely felt sheer pride. And I definitely started to appreciate myself so much more. And I realized like I'm actually capable of so much more than I ever realized. And honestly, from the second I left, I've been like a honestly a different person mentally like I'm so much more positive in every single way I have such a different attitude to life and I just have such like a deeper joy for life like I, I say it all the time I'm like right now like I love life so much and I'm so so grateful every single day like just to wake up and to live the life I'm living like it's beyond a dream come true and I don't mean that just because I'm an influencer I mean that just in every sense of the way I feel like my life is like really falling into place and I'm just so so chuffed 2021 has definitely been the biggest year of my life and I don't just mean like work-wise but I mean like in every way like I think coming out of like that pandemic and just so much was going on and times were like really really dull for a long time I feel like 2021 has been like the year where things have just fallen into place and I'm genuinely so so happy um like I know I know my worth I know that I'm hardworking. I know that I'm deserving of like the things that I'm getting and I know what I want out of life and with life getting back to normal hopefully I'm sorry apparently there's an announcement today and I just I just don't want to know I honestly do not want to know seriously Nicola um but with life hopefully being normal fingers crossed I feel like I've gotten into a routine of things that genuinely make me happy and bring me so much joy like working going out spending time with Cal spending time with my friends going to the gym like I have like a wee routine and I feel like all of it just genuinely makes me so happy and I can't even express the like importance of loving what you do with your life like it's it's unbelievable as well like another like super positive thing that's come out of this is because I am like more confident with myself I've definitely started and I mean started like not completely but I've definitely started to let go of like fears I've had of what other people think of me like starting a podcast putting certain things on YouTube doing stuff like that like hosting a big charity event me and Molly had which by the way was unbelievable like these are all things that 
would keep me up at night before thinking how can I do that like what are people going to react like and I feel like day by day I'm definitely like letting go of all those fears and that is because I know that I'm working so hard and I know I have the best intentions and yeah I'm going to make mistakes along the way just like you are just like we all are but I know in my head that I'm trying to do a good thing and see if anyone can't see that they can piss off they can piss off you're not going to stop me in my tracks you're a hater see you later hater alligator I'm not interested. So to kind of round out, round, round, round out, round up, I don't really know if this episode has made a lot of sense, <laughs> but I've kind of tried to give you a brief summary of my life. There's obviously been a lot more in there. There's been really happy times. There's been really sad times and we will get onto that in future, but I'm just, I'm just trying to give you a brief summary and we'll delve in deeper in upcoming episodes. But right now, I genuinely feel so happy like within myself and with my whole life. Like I know I'm so, so lucky and it honestly just goes to show that things can always get better. Like never, ever in my wildest dreams did I picture like me sitting here right now talking into a podcast about how I used to feel pretty shit and now I feel on top of the world. Like it just was not something I ever pictured doing um so I hope this guys I hope this gives you guys a wee insight into my life and I hope you feel like you've got to know me a bit better and if you take away anything from this it's that things always get better and there's always another way like if things are going really tits up and you're thinking this is how I'm stuck for life no you're not no you're not honestly like try keep your chin up work hard and you'll be okay and I know that doesn't fit to every situation like I know things can go wrong in family life and illnesses and stuff a lot of things that life just throws at is it simply just are not fair but just keep going just keep grinding it out and things I promise you definitely will get better and that is the end of the episode I don't know how long I've been yapping away for I've still not worked out garage band and how it works um but I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you feel like we're besties. And I hope you're going to come back next week. Yeah. And remember, follow the Instagram. It's at Rollercoaster Podcast. And I'll kind of be putting up like what episodes you want to see next. Ask some questions. Like you can get yourself involved over there. And thank you so, so much for listening. If you've made it to the end of this episode, because God knows how long it is. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for all your support. I love you guys. See you later. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that. I figured why we fool around so little. And we keep track of time. Being so serious, idiots. Thinking it will matter. Keep me company downtown. Before the clock runs out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.